talking about marriage. marriage. Woo! So My the, favorite subject. Yeah, I really enjoy talking about yes. it as well. Uh, so the gist of this is I found an article with 12 things in it for couples who've been married for a long time. And we are on point number seven. seven. Uh, and so point number Let's seven one. is one that I probably won't talk about that much. I feel like the world emphasizes this point more than is probably necessary. But I do think there is some validation in it to discuss it just for a minute. Number seven, do you still make an effort with your appearance? We may not be um, as uh, lithe as we were in our youth, but we can still make an effort to remain attractive to ourselves and to our partner. If your response is, I can't be bothered, and I think this is a fair question, I'd ask, why? Why? Hmm. Um, a grasp of personal responsibility is key. And I, I think, like... As a spouse, I think it's always our job to, to make our, our spouses feel beautiful and handsome and attractive to us and that type of thing. And I think no matter what stage of life that's in, because, you know, especially in our, our Western culture, we, we tend to emphasize beauty and strength. Right. even more so, so than than wisdom and and emphasize like scripture tells us that like our beauty should not be just with like the outward adorning of the hair but a meek and quiet spirit and for you know a man the same way of like who I'm who I am on the inside should matter far more than the outside right. the world places this you know unhealthy emphasis on what I look like on the outside with very little emphasis on who I am on the inside so I'm, I I I think we have to major on that um, and that type of thing. But I, I do think it is important, like they kind of ask, that like, am I making an effort to remain attractive? And I like this little distinction that they made to myself. And, and at a place where I know I'm at this, you know, conducting myself and my body in a way that is healthy and a way that like for my body, I'm happy with mm -hmm. that. And don't allow an unhealthy body image to, to slide in there and be that way. But I think in the context of marriage, this is something for married couples that I, I think is a question that needs to be asked. Yeah. Well, the way I see it is I'm, I'm not all caught up into the perfection and you know all these things that the world does it's put unhealthy. on us it's very unhealthy that success is based off of anything that has to do with you know that part but the the way I kind of interpreted that question is when we're meeting someone new or we're meeting a group of friends or we're you know going out with dinner associates whatever it's we do put our best foot forward for them. Why? But yet with our spouse, it's like, it's just them. It's like, no, our, our spouse should get our best. I, I, because ultimately, it's how it makes us feel about us. Mm -hmm. And I am very comfortable being makeup free. If you've run into me at Walmart um, or... <laughs> the carpool line or anything I'm very comfortable being makeup free hair on top of my head just rolling with it um and you actually have said I like you like that but I think about when we go out 
on a date, like I like to feel good about me because in turn that reflects on how I treat you. Yeah. So when I feel good about me, I feel like I'm better to you. So that's kind of how I interpret that. Yeah. That it's not all about that. Yeah. And I I think as um, a man, I want you to feel beautiful. Yeah. But I also understand that that's also part of my job to make you feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. And as a husband, I think I want to feel like I'm I'm handsome or strong. You know, for a man, for a man, it's like you couldn't work out for three years and be like in the mirror and like get (laughs) something, and it's like still got it. (laughs) Oh man! So, but I I think like for um 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 a woman to make a man still feel like he's attractive. Yeah. Uh, still someone that makes him feel like he is to be desired. Because yes. the enemy plays on that. Like you read in the book of Proverbs, you see that it, even a, a youth was drawn away yeah. from a, a woman who had false motives, but mm-hmm. she made him feel desired. Mm-hmm. And it, it led him down um, a negative path. Yeah. But, you know, I think that that's important that we find in the context of marriage that we show each other that we desire you. Yeah. Um, we Absolutely. show each other that you are, are mine and I find you beautiful yes. and wonderful and I find you handsome and strong or why, whatever. But like yeah. that, that we don't just see like it to be my job or your job to just simply keep ourselves in a good place. Mm-hmm. But that we make each other feel that way yes, too. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Number eight. What is the last thing you laughed about together? Uh, making your partner laugh when they're huffing about a minor infraction can burst the balloon of anger that is building. It doesn't imply that you're not listening. It's a playful yeah. bid for connection. Little private jokes between uh, us are worth thousands of words. Uh, we therapists talk about people wanting to be seen, heard, and understood. Laughing engages on all those points. Um, so I like that part of uh, therapists talk about people wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard, and wanting to be understood. And I like this point about laughing, but I think that's almost kind of like the bigger point of it. Mm -hmm. I think we have said this for years, that the happiest couples we know are the couples that have the most fun. And it's very hard to have fun without laughing. Um, But I I think like that point of like laughing, if you are laughing with each other, you're seeing the same thing, you're hearing the same thing. And you're understanding the same thing, which is why you're having this emotional connection uh, with laughter, is is so important. Is yeah. like we come to that place where we're seeing. Like I, I want to see you, yes. I want to hear you, and I want to understand you. Yeah. Well, to that point, it immediately made me think of one time we were hanging out with another couple. So it's the four of us. And um, the husband and the two of us were laughing so hard at certain things. And the wife just kind of sat there and she was like, I just don't get y'all's humor. And I was like, oh, I'm so (laughs) sad for you. Because I realized all Mm -hmm. three of us were connecting Mm -hmm. and we were having fun. And I can't imagine not getting to... 
you are the funniest person I know. And I think about when we're in our home and we're laughing, one, our kids are seeing it, that marriage is fun. Mm. But I, I see the beauty and what it does for us. It is such a strong connection point. And you are, so you're supposed to be best friends. And my best friends get the best of me. Mm -hmm. And um, best friends laugh together. They're having fun together. I, I do not minimize that. It talks about the joy of the Lord is our strength, that strength, strength in marriage comes mm. from joy. And joy, uh, we know that joyfulness, you know, has a range of what that looks like, but laughter would fall right under joy. Like that is a part of it. And for our marriage, there is so much strength that comes from laughing together. Yeah, and I think you have those inside jokes and you have those kinds of things that yes. can be fostered with, with yeah. somebody that you, you only know and, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. I, I think it's important to have that. And I, I think it's important um, when there is conversation to really, like, listen and to, to see and to hear and to be like, I want to understand. And even in points where there is a disagreement, it's like, even if I don't agree, I understand yeah. And for me to fight to understand even more than to fight for agreement and to let understanding be enough that right. it'll be very seldom with anybody that you'll ever see eye to eye on every single issue. But to know right. like, okay, we might not ever agree, but like I understand and I validate your point and that's enough for me. And uh -huh. to let that be enough and just be like, and these two things we're a little bit different in, Yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But I see you, I hear you and I understand yes. you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then number nine, Woo. does the prospect of an empty nest terrify you? Uh, some couples use their children as a buffer, a way of avoiding intimacy. They need to attend to their relationship if it's not too late. Whether the empty nest brings you freedom or doom is up to you both. With no childlike shape distractions, it will either expose the lifeless remains of your relationship so wow, yeah. or provide an opportunity for renewal. Often couples are too afraid to talk about it. Nothing happens. If you want a shared future, start by telling your partner what you dream of doing mm -hmm. once the kids have left something um, together. And, and discuss those things. So that's interesting for us because our daughter drove to school today for the very first time by herself. Yeah, goodness gracious. Like how did that happen? We just had her. Yes, right. Okay, so this conversation is very interesting. And we talk, we've talked about it a lot in our home um, based off of our kids' ages, but not in that same context. I have, and I'm... I'm I am about to admit something that is shameful and awful, but the Lord has forgiven me and you've helped me. But I used to like get upset. I got pre-mad at whoever would marry our kids because I'm like, there are like, okay, <laughs> God entrusted them to us, but we've like poured our, our life into them. And then this girl's just going to come steal his heart from me? No. <laughs> and I like... And I started thinking about that. I didn't think about it in the context. No, she literally said that exact phrase when I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, what if my mom would have told you that? 
when he said, wait, but what if I had that relationship with my mom? I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it from that side. I'm thankful your mom was very kind and gracious to me. So, no, it changed. So, we have talked about it from that side, but never the side of when they're gone, it's just me and you, man. Well, you know, you know. And, and like we shared in the last podcast, we were married. I was 21, you were 18. And six months later, you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. So our entire, like, formative years of marriage have been spent, you know, now 17 years in of of having a marriage with children in it. Yeah. And I honestly wouldn't have done any different. Like, I have loved it, Mm -hmm. genuinely loved it. But so much of our decision-making has been, like... Um, what do the kids need? We're going on vacation. Right. Where do the kids want to go? What will they like? What do they yeah. want to eat? Oh, how, how can we find a sitter? Yeah, yeah. Like in that type of thing yes. that I do see of like the, how there could be a huge gap when the kids are leaving of like, Absolutely. what do we talk about? What do we see? Like, yeah. where do we eat? But then it does create a good, healthy gap of like, where do you want to eat? <laughs> <laughs> Where, what, what, I, can, I have free money I can spend on myself. I can have nicer shoes than my son. Like all these types of things. That, no, you it's know, true. It's all that, how you see it. It is all how you yeah. see it. But I, I do think for so many couples, their life is so, and we're seeing this now with so many of people our age, is their life revolves around so much as the kids that they do know what my child wants what my child yeah, needs, where my child wants to go, the emotional state of my child, the physical state of my child, that we don't know near the same amount about our spouse. Yeah. What do they want? Where do they want to go? What do they want for Christmas? Where do they want to eat? What do they not like? What's their emotional state? Yeah. What's their physical state? That type of thing. Yeah. And we begin to live far more for the children than we do for each other. I never will forget this. One thing my dad would tell me often He's like, if I don't teach you anything else, I'm going to teach you how to be a good husband. Mm. He's like, I don't know how to do a lot. And it's like a lot of times I'd like watch my, my dad and I'm like, I never, I can't ever remember ever throwing a ball with my father. And people would hear that and be like, what kind of dad was that? Genuinely though, I can never remember throwing a ball with my father. He wasn't athletic. He didn't feel like he could do a good job with it. So he just didn't. My uncle taught me how to hunt and fish and, you know, that kind of thing. My daddy just wasn't into it. He just yeah. didn't didn't know what to do. There's one thing, though, that he constantly put in front of me. He's like, I'm going to teach you how to be a good husband. Mm. I'm going to show you how to treat a woman. Because he said, you're only going to be in my house maximum 18 years. Mm-hmm. After that, you're, you're going to have to find a job and get out. Mm-hmm. Like that type of thing. But I will live with this woman forever. Yeah. And the greatest gift I can show you is how to be a good husband for the woman yeah. that God will give you one day. And there's a lot of truth to that of like prioritizing marriage even before the children. Absolutely. That if the if the children can see a healthy marriage, it's greater than any other thing you can do for them other than introduce them to Christ. And watching a father and a mother interact in a way that is healthy is a gift to them and it's greater than an xbox for christmas and something that they'll carry with them a lot longer than a new pair of jordans gosh that's so true now i think connecting with your spouse over your kids like you and i connect talk about you know the highs and lows the strengths the weaknesses of our kids together that's a connection point but then having a life outside of 
just the kids. Yeah. Uh, because we do have a limited time with our kids and then we are with our spouse for the rest of our life that why would we put all of our eggs in the kid basket and then yeah. when all those eggs hatch and they're <laughs> running away like with they other do. people. <laughs> No, I'm going to do so good. You're going to do great. Future daughter-in-law and son-in-law, if you're watching, I love you already. (laughs) No, but truly, like having that bond already built that we have not created two different lives. I haven't been following the kids or he hasn't been following the kids and then we're two totally different paths. Well, and here's something I would ask. How much of your conversation with your spouse is about your kids? compared to how much of your conversation with your spouse is about them. Yeah. Something you did early on in our marriage is we were on a date. It was a nice date. You had taken me to a nice restaurant this night. We had young kids, and I started talking about the kids because they're everything, you know, in my life. Yes. And so kindly, but it marked me. Can we please just not talk about the kids tonight while at dinner? And I so respected that. One, it shows me he loves, he wants me. Like, he wants to connect with me and he wants me to connect with him. But it's building that life outside of just being parents. Yeah, and it's healthy for you because you may be thinking like, well, my life is the kids. So it's like, that's what I'm going to talk about. But you're not always going to have your kids. Mm. Your kids are going to grow up. And so you need dreams, you need desires, you need, uh, you know, to know what do you want to do in your career? What are your hopes and dreams outside of just raising a child? Like, what are the things that you're moving towards? Does your spouse know that? Are they interested in that? Are they coming along that journey? So it is even that process of discovering you. What equals fun to you? Do you know? Outside of just being with the kids, yeah. your, your kids aren't going to be there in your household forever. What equals fun for you? What equals rest? What, what equals life? What equals dreaming? Like going on a journey mm-hmm. together as a couple to discuss those things, whether it's learning to cook together or some like last year, learning how to cook together, riding bicycles together, mm-hmm. taking walks together. Like all of those things are things that you can do outside of just having, you know, a conversations with kids yeah. or about kids and that type of thing. And so anyway, I think that's a very healthy, yeah. healthy thing to watch and navigate. Absolutely. Yeah. Good job, sir. Oh, likewise. good tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. <laughs> boots and cats and boots and cats nope. and boots. Everyone else loves that. (laughs) Loves the beat. (laughs) We love you guys. We will see you next next time. time. Goodbye. Goodbye.